Hey friends and welcome back to my channel. I've got some wonderful friends here today. We have Maza Booktuber, Steve Talks Books, and author Jeff Lane here once again to discuss The Dark Tower. We are now on book three, The Wastelands, and I have a lot to talk about for this one. And I know we have some mixed reviews. I've seen your reviews on Goodreads, so it'll be exciting to hear all of your thoughts. Um, for those who don't recognize these gentlemen, we're going to do some quick intros. Let's start with you, Maza. All right, guys. Hey, guys. My name is Maza. I have my own channel called Maza Booktuber, and I do a lot of uh, Stephen King content and like fantasy. And I've usually got, recently gone into mangas. I have some manga stuff coming out, but yeah, I mostly just do a lot of Stephen King stuff. Cool. Uh, I am Steve from Steve Talks Books and stuff, and uh, I do a little bit of everything. I, I probably shouldn't, but you know, I don't, I don't know any better. So, uh, yeah, so that's I like to read and talk about books and talk to people, and uh, yeah. So here I am. I'm glad to be a part of the group and having a great time. And uh, I am Jeff Lane. I am uh, author of a few books out there. One Way, The Champion Saga, The Three Scrooges. And uh, I do not review books with my mouth. I, for those who review with their mouth have forgotten the face of their father. I review <laughs> with my heart. <laughs> and can I add, just because uh, this, is, this is very appropriate uh, given uh, the opening scene of the book, but I'm wearing a shirt that Steve oh, nice. got me with nice, cool. boxing bear. Nice, cool. We are about to travel the path of the bear, way of the turtle. Uh, and congratulations to Maza on his uh, new baby. Yes, Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Huge congratulations. Thank you. I'm so glad you could uh, join us because I remember being a new parent and there was very little time for, oh, like, <laughs> for anything cool. except for beer. <laughs> I wish this were beer. I have to drive my daughter to a sleepover in a bit. So. Oh. Yeah. Those celebrations start later. We already That's have some great friends that are here joining us in the chat. We have David. Hey, David. And JB. And of course, Brandy. Brandy can't join us today on camera, but we are glad that she could join us in the chat because I know she has thoughts that she wants to share with us about the book as well. So I really don't know where to start. There is so much going on in this book, but we'll start with non-spoilers. If there is anybody here who can't, who has not read the Dark Tower, I don't know why you're here because you're gonna be spoiled for everything. But in case you wanted to just see us, say hi, we'll talk non-spoilers for a couple of minutes. So we're gonna go in the opposite direction. Jeff, this is number six, seven times that you've read this book. Probably, yes. <laughs> So your brief feelings on your reread this time around? So this one is, it holds a special place in my heart, though it's not my favorite book in the series, but this is where I started. So um, odd place to start, but back in, uh, I think the summer of 1993, uh, I, I was dating a girl who loved this book. And she's like, you got you to read this book. I'm like, that's oh, number three, but all right, I'll, I'll read it. It's like a paperback version. And the, the argument at the beginning is this, you know, is that previously on the Dark Tower? So you get caught up fairly quickly. Uh, and uh, I read this book and was uh, very delighted and actually moved on from here. I think I read books three and four and then backtracked to one, two, and then, and then read the series straight through. I actually had to wait for them to come out at a certain point because I was uh, ahead of the curve. 
But um, some of you might be thinking, uh, you know, he, he read this in 1993 and uh, he was dating a girl at the time. And how old is this guy? And the answer is old, very old. Uh, I heard you guys talking about your age on your reading sprint the other night. And um, yeah, I got you all beat, I think, by a few years. And we'll discuss how I keep my youthful looks in next week's uh, review of Dracula, because it's kind of similar. It's related. It's related, tangentially. Dave came, Dev came with the jokes today, like, since we started. <laughs> <laughs> he probably has them all written down next to him. He's like, okay, this, this one, is this one, okay. I'm kidding, Dev, I'm kidding. So I'm going to let Brandy talk for a minute. She says she didn't like this one as much as the last one. It was only a three star until the end. Not a spoiler, but most confusion uh, became clear. So hang in there. I have to agree on on that. We'll, we'll get there when we start talking spoilers. So Steve, what did you think? <laughs> okay. Okay. So it's going to sound harsh, but I didn't, I, I, I enjoyed the book. It was fine. It, I didn't hate it. Didn't love it. Um, where I got lost in this one was, it reminded me a lot of it. Cause when I've tried reading it a few times and it, it just, it gets really long winded and I just kind of get, I just kind of get glossed over and kind of like start thinking about other things. And so it was fine. I enjoyed it. It wasn't great. It was okay. But I do see that it's building on other things to come. So there's, a, there's some setup. So yeah, it was fine. And I don't, I'm, I'm, I really, it was fine, but I, I know it's going to sound negative when I explain why I didn't like or why why I did it wasn't my favorite, but it was cool. It was fine. It wasn't as good as I, I will say I did enjoy the gunslinger more than this one. This is my what? least favorite so far. Okay. But Steve, so far. time paradox. This is what you've been waiting for. <laughs> I, know. I know that's why it hurts so much to say it. <laughs> So Maza, this this isn't your first time reading this one. No, this is my second time, and I feel like the second time around, I enjoyed it a lot more than the first time. Um, I feel like the first time that you read it, you like Steve said, you are kind of like, okay, I get it now, because I feel like the first book is just getting you like into the story. The second one is character building, and this is like you start to see the world and the scope of it. And it's huge. It's a huge world that Stephen King is building, and it's not just one world. It's like a whole, like like Jeff said, like it's time paradoxes like there's so many different timelines that you start to see and i can't see why you might get lost here and there just because he does like to give you a lot of detail on each little aspect and i feel like the second time around i enjoyed it a lot more than the first time because i was like oh i didn't catch that the first time so yeah i feel like it is it, it was a great read for me this time but it wasn't it still didn't beat my favorite book so far the series i'm only in the fourth book yeah wizard and glass is the fourth book yeah i'm barely on the fourth book and i feel like for me, it'd be like Wizard and Glass, and then this one. This one's up there too. Oh, that makes me excited to move on to the next one. So uh, we've got. I'm sorry, I grabbed the wrong one. So Jeremy or Joshua, thanks for joining. He says here the way Slam brought me back in after drawing of the three was a little disappointing. Mm -hmm. So I'll be honest with you guys. I thought drawing the three was going to be my favorite one. Um, about three. A third of the way through this book, I was like, it's good, but I still really liked drawing it a three, getting to, to know all the characters. And there there was a lot of time you spent with Jake that it just felt like it dragged a little bit. But once that part was over, this was by far, I think I think that I liked it better than the second book. 
Um, the time paradox was very interesting. That's why, Jeff, I had expected you to say it was your favorite because I know how you like time paradoxes and same with Steve. Um, but it was confusing. It kind of, the timeline kind of got muddled there and I, I felt like it drew me out of the story just a little bit. So I couldn't give this book a full five stars, but I really enjoyed it. I thought there was a lot of action in this one. The pacing was a little willy-nilly though. It seemed like you'd get something really exciting would happen and then it would drag out for a little while and then really exciting. So you kind of felt like you're on a roller coaster, but it felt purposeful, um, almost like um, it was the same kind of thing with uh, the drawing of the three. Like every act in the story had its own buildup to something and then, you know, and then it went on to the next act and then there was a buildup to something else. And they all kind of, the, the last three books really did end in sort of a cliffhanger where you're like, you know, uh, nothing really. The thing about a long series like this, which is this is probably the only second book I've read that was more than four books. You don't, it's all built up, right? Um, it's moving you towards the ultimate story for the whole series. But what Stephen King does really well is he gives you a little bit of payoff during the story. So you meet new people, events happen, and then they move on. The journey keeps going. But it's never just like Fellowship of the Rings where you're walking for hundreds of pages and there's very little happening. Stephen King does a much better job with that that journey trope. And I really enjoyed this one. I thought that you saw a lot more of the world. So the last drawing of the three spent a lot of time in our world. It was fun. It was, it was interesting to see the world through Roland's eyes because it was new to him, but it was really fun to get to spend an entire, almost an entire book in the middle land. So I really, I really liked this one. So hmm. Let's see, we got a bunch of people on here today. I'm going to have a hard time keeping up with the comments. I'm so sorry. Uh, Jeremy joined us. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. We've, uh, he says that he, uh, he agrees with Joseph that the drawing of the three was a disappointment. I'm, I'm assuming that's what he means, and that he liked the Wastelands. Cozy with Quaker Cats couldn't join us today, but she is here in the chats. Um, oh, she thought it was happening tomorrow. Um, well, she said on her, on her, like, on one of her most recent videos, she's got some internet bandwidth issues. I think she and her mom are fighting over bandwidth. Oh, does she live near a Matt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Matt. So, um, I, I hope you you enjoyed it, Cozy, your reread. Let us know uh, what you think. Um, oh, you say you haven't finished it yet, but let us know what you think when you finish it. I don't hmm. know if this is your second time or third time reading this. I think she had read up to the fourth or fifth book. If I remember right. Okay. Yeah, I think. Um, Joseph says the gunslinger is the best. That's so weird. Um, well, I that's what I was going to say. I love that these comments in that everybody has such a different read on their favorite book or which book they like better or worse. Because you can go into this and you can tell your friend like, oh, book two, book four. Like you can you can give your opinions, but everybody reads them so differently, and each book speaks to people differently. And and I love that these comments are great. So before we move on to spoilers, um, I have to ask um, a really quick question about the wastelands so that anybody else is on here. Jeff, it's really it's interesting that you actually started here because I kind of think that all of the information that you get in, in Gunslinger and Drawing 3, of course, is very important to the story. But it's almost seemed like this was the real start of the journey. Um, and so I almost think 
that, that it was almost like those two are prequels to this book. What did you think? You, you agree with that? It's funny you say it because that, that came out to me probably the strongest uh, ever as I read this time because um, you're right. You, you know, leaving that forest when they, you know, when they, when they finally get on the path of the beam and leaving the forest, that really is the start of the journey. And Eddie says something to that effect that, you know, this is where it begins. And, um, and we get our, you know, we get reunited. Uh, I don't know. Are we, are we tiptoeing into spoilers? Well, let me just say, we gather all of our players in our quartet. Like our quartet is finally complete, um, including uh, another new character that, that uh, is very near and dear to many people's hearts, uh, a little four-legged character. And, um, and so I, I agree with you. This is, this is where it begins. Not to say the first two books don't have great stories, great buildup, but this, for our group, this is them leaving Munchkinland and heading off down uh, the yellow brick road, for sure. <laughs> I like that. That's, that's a good one. Uh, Mazza, Steve, do you have thoughts about that? Yeah, I, I agree with uh, with Jeff. Yeah, that's what the first time that I read this around, I was like, huh. I, I that's how I would describe it to people when I would like tell when I would pitch it to my friends. I'd be like, yeah, just get over the the gunslinger, but and then the second one is just character work, and then the third one is where the the story finally kicks off. And I feel like that was, that's what got me the most excited about this book is that finally we get to see like what the heck we're doing, like what the world is like. Because at the at the beginning, I feel like in gunslinger you did experience the world, you got to see it a little bit. But I feel like in this one, you got to see the big old scope because this is like I keep my picture in my head. I picture a humongous world, like the whole planet, and then plus more universe, well, not more universes, more timelines. And then another thing that I think is really interesting is that a lot of people that are like the Wheel of Time. I don't know if you guys have heard it. I'm pretty sure. I feel like they would love the Dark Tower just because there's not a lot of similarities, but it is like a futuristic aspect with kind of like a kind of like a medieval little thing in there like back in the days but we're in the future kind of thing i don't know if that makes sense like you're kind of like stranded and you're living like how you would li live back in the days but you're in the future like this is the future this is not like back 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 that i don't know if that made sense no, it <laughs> it's one of those it's like it's so dystopian it's fantasy that makes sense yes and it's such a mix of all this because it's because the world has moved on and we know that there is mm -hmm. great technology but so far in the past that people have had to revert to old ways of living old west ways some yeah. medieval some you know you're right so it, it is it's like really blending everything together um almost as if stephen king a constant reader himself has said i'm going to pull in a little bit of every single genre i've ever read in mush them together and and that and that's one of the reasons why i love the dark tower yeah all right let's get into spoilers because i am hankering <laughs> to hear all of your thoughts on um so by the by the way as, as soon as i met oi i had to go look up images of what he looked like like what people fans thought he looked like and that's by far my favorite character now isn't it such a weird combination as a dog a raccoon and, and a, he can talk like a parrot and I forget the, the other thing is like when I pictured it, I think I did a bad dollar picture in him, but when I pictured like um like a wild hog. I don't know. That's what I pictured yeah. maybe with like black stripes. That's what I pictured in my head. Maybe I was just being lazy with Oi. But yeah, he he's pretty funny. 
Saf has joined us. Hey, Saf. Hey, I don't know if you're going to stick around or if you're reading these books, but thank you for coming. And uh, Cozy says, I've read the whole series. This is a, her second time reading. Okay. Uh, Drawing three is still her favorite. It, I mean, when you start meeting characters that in books, that's really my favorite part of a book is getting to know the characters. I'm a very character-driven reader. But seeing these characters in a completely different environment, all of them um, are, are new. I mean, even there's a lot that, um, that even Roland is, you know, he, he, there's been many years have gone between when he was in the desert and, and this point in time. And he even says that there were hundreds, I think he said like a hundred years had passed when he was sleeping. So even the world is slightly different for him as well. So it's, it's kind of neat seeing all of them try to survive in a strange land. So, um, <laughs> We get through these comments really quick. The wheel weaves the wheels. Uh, Brandy, first of all, Susanna and Eddie are married. She has his last name as a romance reader. I feel robbed of the wedding. <laughs> yeah, I totally understand that one, Brandy. So let's get into, into spoilers. I don't even know where to start, y'all. So I guess we'll start at the beginning where they are... Um, this, once again, Stephen King likes to start everything off with a bang. And so the very first couple of chapters, you meet the bear. Mm -hmm. So I had a really hard time picturing said bear. I'd seen like everything, you know, they were talking about the, the talons or the claws on the bear were three feet long. And I'm like, God, this thing has to be massive. But then um, Eddie was able to climb a tree high enough to be above the head of the bear. So I... I had a little bit of issue with the scene. What did you guys think of the scene? Somebody's got to start. <laughs> no, I think I think I pictured like a grizzly bear. Just like um, once we start seeing that he was like a robot bear. I don't know. I, I got excited at that point. And, and then even the second time around when I started reading it, I don't know. I like those futuristic kind of things like where it's like, it looks straight up like a real flesh bear, but at the same time it's not. And I was just like, and then all these other animals started coming in too. And I was like, but I feel like I kind of wanted to know more about like the bear and like everything else. Cause Roland does explain it a little bit, but I felt like King needed to give me more. Like I wanted to know more. And I feel like he does like kind of like slow down for details and other things. But I feel like if he would have slowed down a lot more in this scene, I would have loved it even more. I don't know what you guys think. Hmm. Jeff, what do you think? Oh, well, this this uh, this is the bear has always stuck out in my mind, Shardik, and and I do agree with Stacy a little bit. The scale gets a little lost in my head, and it, it it did from the first time I read it. Um, you know, first I was picturing like building like Stay Puft marshmallow size. You know, like that's. But then there are other times when I feel it must be like maybe twice as big as a regular bear. Like it, it was, it was kind of hard to pin down. Um, but I, one of the, some of the, my favorite images that stick out about him is the fact that he's like sneezing out these parasites. Yes. He covers Eddie with them and, it's, and they're squirming, but then they die off. Like I, that image stuck with me for years and years and years. And every time I have a cold, I, I kind of think that maybe <laughs> might be happening to me. But yeah, I, it, it, and one of the things I also like about Chardick is that um, you know, this is from this is like a nursery tale in Roland's childhood. 
and he kind of sort of believed these things might have existed or might have been myths or and here is he's facing something from out of a fairy tale from his childhood and he kind of takes it in stride but you can kind of you know put yourself in his brain like if i don't know what's a, what's a fairy tale we have um you know, Big Bad Wolf and Red Riding Hood. Like if we, if this all of a sudden was, we were faced with this in reality or something, uh, that's what he's dealing with. And I think that's kind of cool. But then he knows right away, like, ah, this is, this is how I can find my way to the tower. This is another clue. And that was one of the cool things about this um, part. Maybe, you know, I had issues with the scale of the bear and everything, but it, <laughs> That's when you start after after this scene is when Roland starts explaining that the dark tower is in the center of this wheel like world and and that they're on one of the spokes and they have to follow this to the dark tower. So it kind of sets up for that, you know, and it's almost like you said, he 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 comes across this, but it's it's the fear and the excitement kind of battle in him because he knows, hey, if I made it to one of those portals, then I know. We've got a straight line to the tower, yeah. but also like this terrifyingly large <laughs> robot bear. Um, the fear that that Eddie has is much more understandable <laughs> than Roland's. Yeah. yeah. Another thing I like about this scene, or even just backing up to it, is I love a good training montage. You know, put you know, well, let me put me in front of Rocky Four and let me watch him like work out in Siberia. You know, in, in that we get a little bit of a training montage with, you know, he's working directly with um, Susanna and he's, he's teaching her the that gunslinger's credo, I do not aim with my hand and all of that, which I love. Like anytime I see that in print or if I hear it, like it just gives me the goosebumps. I love that. I kill with my heart. And it just, he fires me up every time. But then we also know that Eddie's been doing some training and, uh, you know, they're wearing their buckskin clothes and stuff like that. So we've seen, we've had this little kind of montage and move on from where we left them at the end of book two. Uh, and uh, we're starting to see Roland go from the hero, the guy who's going to save them every time, to the teacher. So he's kind of turning into the the Obi-Wan uh, kind of role. Uh, and he's he's bringing up some, some Padawan pupils. Uh, and then throughout the book, he even introduces them when they come into um, River Crossing. Another, you know, I'm jumping ahead, but he introduces them as gunslingers. So he's he's giving them that mantle. Um, and I I don't know. I just kind of like I love origin stories and and people training. I don't know. I just gets me giddy. Yeah, that's good. yeah. Same here. Especially like when it's like I don't know. Maybe I'm just weird like that. But especially origin stories for villains. Like that, those always get to me. Like where we get to see why a person's so freaking messed up. <laughs> <laughs> no one, no one's like born that way. Like something has to happen to you. Hmm. At this point, Steve, did you like start to like get excited, or were you just like, okay, this is just okay? Um, I, I was still, um, I was still on the on the drawing of the three. I was still on the upswing. Uh, the bear was, I mean, the bear was okay. It was fine. <laughs> but it, it's it's a little bit more fantasy than I was expecting, and I, I read fantasy. I'm not complaining. It mm -hmm. just I expect I I wasn't quite sure what to expect, and it was a little bit more fantasy and less horror than I was expecting it to be. Um, but no, I, I like the bear. I thought I did have issues with the scale, like <laughs> Stacy does. But how can uh, that huge of a bear do that? But <laughs> it was okay. I mean, I don't really I don't have really strong opinions on on that. So. 
Sorry. 